chapter 7, in verse number 13, the Bible says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many, many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many, many, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. The help of the Lord, I want to preach this morning on the many who miss. The many who miss. Father, in Jesus' name, God, I need you this morning. I pray, God, you'd help me. Lord, I pray you'd help me this morning to preach what you put in my heart. God, I pray you'd speak to hearts and lives. God, I pray you'd help us to be open and honest, Lord, I pray, help us to hear the word of God, what you've got to say to us. God, I pray if you'd see anybody here this morning that'd be lost and undone, Lord, they may be religious, though they may be a good person, just a, a good moral person. Lord, God, I pray you'd help them to see that without the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, they're bound for a Christless eternity in hell. God, I pray you'd help us this morning, have your will and way in all that's said and done. And we'll thank you, Lord, and we'll praise you for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Here in Matthew chapter number 7, the Lord Jesus has given us what was commonly called the Sermon on the Mount. And in chapter number 7, he's preaching and he gives us some parallels. He gives us some things to compare. And he talks in verses 13 and 14 about two ways. He talks about one of the ways, and he said it's the straight gate. You go in it by the straight gate. He said, and it's a wide gate. He said, and that's the one where... He said it's a broad way. He said there's a broad way. He said there's a narrow way. And he said the wide gate is the one where the masses are going. But he said the straight gate, the straight gate, he said few are going to find it. He's comparing the straight gate and the narrow gate with the broad gate. 
Can I say to you today, many, many, many still going down the Broadway. They're going down the Broadway. He's comparing two paths, if you will, two ways. And then he talks in 15, verses 15 through 20 about two different kinds of trees. And he's talking about false prophets. And he says in verse 20, he said, by their fruits you know them. He talks about that. He calls them false prophets. Can I remind you today there are still false prophets. And false prophets who have false believers following them. And he said, you'll know them by their fruits. And then in verses uh, 24 through 29, he talks about two builders. He talks about one that built upon the rock, and he talks about one that didn't build upon the rock, but they were the foolish, and they built their house upon the sand. And when the storms came, their house fell because it was not on the rock. And can I say to you this morning, the truth is, if your house is not built upon the rock, when the storms come, your house will fall. Your house will fall. Can I say, if you're following a false leader down the wrong road, down the broad, you say, well, most people believe like I do. Most people aren't always right. Amen. And I want to preach this morning about on verses 21 through 23 on the many who miss. I want you to know that it's many. He says in verse number 21, notice the first three words, not every one. And then in verse number 22, he says many, many. Many is a majority where I come, many is a lot. When you compare a many to a few, many is a lot. And then he says in verse 23, he said unto them. And I want to preach about them. Them that miss, the many who miss. And, and I want you to be honest this morning. I want you to ser- search your heart. And more importantly, I want you to allow the Holy Spirit of God to search your heart and to see if you are really saved this morning or if you are going to fall in that crowd with the many who miss. Can I say, uh, there's number one, I will say something about the many who miss. I want you to notice their deception. These are a deceived people. They think they're saved, but in the reality, they're not. They're, they're religious, but they're lost. They are going through religious ceremonies. They're going through religious customs and cultures. They go to church, but they are not saved. Can I say to you this morning, churches are full of goats this morning, if I will. Instead of Jesus said his people were sheep. But I want to say these false teachers are leading people down the wrong road and they've led people down the broad road of acceptance and of political correctness and they've come down the road of false doctrine. They've come down the road of have a little good time. They've come down the false road. And I want to say our churches are full. Look up in here. Our churches are full these days of false believers, false professions. Let me say there's something about their deception. I want to say something here about their deception in their is seen in their confession. In their confession. Their, their deception is seen and, and realized by the words they speak. Watch what he says. He says, not everyone that what? Saith unto me. Come on, y'all get with me this morning. He said, not everyone that saith unto me. Not everyone that saith. Do y'all understand the old saying, talks cheap? Actions speak louder than words. Anybody can say they're a Christian. You're not a Christian because you say you're a Christian. Amen. You're not a Christian just because you say you're a Baptist. You're not a Christian. You're not saved just because you said a prayer. Look up in here. A prayer never saved anybody. Amen. There's a lot of people that have said what, quote, unquote, a sinner's prayer. They're going to wake up one day in a lake of fire wondering how they got there. Not everyone, watch what he said, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. They were speaking religious words. I mean religious words. 
It takes somebody religious to call Jesus Lord. Everybody thinks he's Savior, but these people's calling him Lord. Their words are religious words. They've got the title. They know his title. They know who he is. They're calling him Lord, Lord. But he said, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. Can I say, everybody that wears a white shirt and sits on a church pew with a King James Bible in their hand doesn't necessarily mean they're saved. Look up here. I set a church pew for years on my way to hell. Could have quoted your scriptures, knew Jesus was Lord, knew a lot about the Bible. But can I say, if you've never been born again, you're going to hell. You say, preacher, that's not popular. I don't care if it's popular, it's right. Amen. Hey, watch, their words, they are deceived. And we see it in their words. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Can I say to you this morning, just give you a little reminder, not everybody's going to heaven. It seems like nowadays, it seems like every time somebody dies, it don't matter whether they was a, a, a good moral person or it matter, doesn't matter if they's a dope dealer. If you go to their funeral, somehow or another by the end, that so-called minister, somehow he gets them to the pearly gates. Can I say it's not so? Not so. Seems like at the funeral, everybody's hearing well done. Can I say, you're not going to hear well done unless you've done well. Just because this morning you sit on a pew and sing old victory in Jesus don't mean that you know victory in Jesus. Just because you go to church and read a Bible doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Many, he said, many. Not everyone. They saith unto me, Lord, Lord. They speak in religious. Let me say not only they speak in religious words, but they're speaking convincing words. You say, what do you mean, preacher? Well, look with me in verse 22. He said, many. Y'all, y'all, y'all do know the difference between many and few, right? Amen? Many. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord. Watch it now. They are, they are convincing God that they should get to heaven. That's what they're doing. They're trying to argue and plead with God that they are good enough to get into heaven. And what are they basing on? They're basing it on what they're saying. Here the, here's what they say. Many, give me, watch now. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils. And in the, thy name have done many wonderful words. What they're doing is they're, they're giving convincing words. They're pleading with God. They're saying, look, God, look what I've done. Religious words, convincing words. Yet they are deceived by the words they speak. Can I say you may fool yourself, you may fool your mom and daddy, you may fool the preacher, but you will never fool God. You will never deceive God. You'll deceive yourself. You're sitting there deceiving yourself this morning. Oh, I'm all right. He's not talking to me. Look up in here. If the Holy Ghost is working in your heart, He's talking to you. He's not talking to the person beside you. He's not talking to the preacher. He's not talking to somebody down the street that's not even here. Hey, look up in here. He's listening. He's talking to you this morning. He said, many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not? Hey, convincing words. They're trying to argue and plead. Can I say to you, when you stand at the great white throne judgment, it's too late to be trying to talk your way into heaven. Hey, when you get to heaven, I mean, when you get to the judgment seat and you're standing there and God Almighty, a holy, righteous, omnipotent God is looking out at you and He's judging you, hey, it's too late then. You will not convince Him. You're not going to slide one. Well, when Granny and Grandpa and the preacher go in, I'm going to get right in behind them and I'm just going to slide. No, friend. No, 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 no. The deception is great. 
They're deceived by their words. Let me say this. Not only by their confession, but they're deceived by their crowd. I've already alluded to it, but he said many. There's a lot of people who think it's because they're in the majority. They're all right. What the majority believe like I do, the majority... Can I say Jesus has already contrasted, He's already showed us that few there be that find the right way. Few. Y'all understand what few means? Amen. Few is not the majority. There's many deceived by their confession, by what they've said. And then there's a lot more that's deceived by the, by the crowd they run with. Many. Well, I, they, I mean, they're the, they're the crowd that, you know, instead of going by what God's Word says and exactly what God's Word says, they're going to go with what's popular today. Well, everybody believes like this, and everybody thinks it's all right, and, and so-and-so said God loves everybody, and so God's going to save everybody, so I'm all right. No, you're not. God only saves those who repent of their sin and place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary. And if you've not turned from your sin, you've not turned to God. That's repentance. I'm telling you this morning, there's many deceived. There's some of them deceived by the words. Some of them deceived by the crowd they run with. And let me say this, some of them is deceived by their capabilities. That's their works. Not just their words, but their works. Watch what, he, watch what they said. Hey, let me say in verse number 22. They're, they're, here they are. They're bringing it up. There. He says, many will say to me in that day. What is that day? Well, that day is the day they stand before God at the great white throne judgment. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Watch, watch, what, they're, watch what they're claiming. Listen, and, and watch Jesus never one time refutes their claim. He never says, no, you didn't do that. No. Watch what they say. Many will say, this is coming from God's Word. Jesus, it's in red. Many will say unto men that day, Lord, Lord, watch, have we not prophesied in thy name? They've been preachers. Are y'all with me this morning? According to Jesus, there's a lot of preachers going to hell. In the strictest sense, that's who he's talking about in that verse. But can I say, if there's preachers going to hell, sure enough, there's pew members, pew sitters going to hell. I'm talking about it scared me. It scares me. It scares me. As a preacher of the gospel, it scares me to think that people that I preach to every week have a possibility of waking up in hell because they're deceived because they said a little prayer or they're deceived because they fit in at the church or they're deceived because they've done something good. Well, I taught Sunday school. So what? I've known preachers that had to get saved. John Wesley, great preacher. He was a preacher for seven years. You study history, look him up. John Wesley was a preacher for seven years and he was going to be a missionary to the United States. And on his way on a ship, he realized that, hey, them Indians over in the United States had something that he didn't have. Or, or excuse me, it wasn't the Indians, it was the, I think it was the Moravians on the ship while he was going to be a missionary to the Indians. He said, the Moravians got a peace in the midst of this storm that I don't have. And he realized on that ship, God spoke to his heart and showed him that he'd been religious. He'd memorized Bible verses. He knew creeds. He knew different customs. But he did not know Christ. John Wesley, a preacher for seven years before he ever got saved. I'm telling you, I've known people that set church views for their life. I know a man right now who was probably close to 70 years old, been in church all his life, and come forward one night and said, Preacher, I'm not saved. I need to be saved. 
I'm not trying to deceive you this morning. I'm not trying to get you tricked into something, making some profession. But what I'm trying to get you to see, this ain't serious business. You better be sure. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived because of prayer you pray. Don't be deceived because of a, a, a person you sit beside. And don't be deceived by some performance you put on. They say, God, look at us. Have we not prophesied? Have we, in other words, haven't we preached? Not only that, they said, haven't we prophesied? And then they said, and in thy name cast out devils. In the name of Jesus, have we not cast out devils? They've been to people putting their hands on I me. Mean, you can watch them on TV. Oh, be gone. Cast out. That's what they're saying. We've done that. And then they said, in thy name done many wonderful works. Man, they got a pedigree, man. They got a list of accomplishments. Jesus not one time told them, no, you didn't do that. See, they did that. And here they are, they're throwing it up, but hey, that ain't good enough. And they're deceived by what they did. You understand, just because you go to church, you're not going to heaven. Just because you can quote the Bible doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Just because you teach Sunday school, preach, sing in a choir, just because you put in a big offering, just because you're faithful to every service, though you ought to do all those things, those things are not what get you to heaven. Don't be deceived. The deception is great. Jesus said, Only he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. That's the only ones that's going. Say, what's the will of his Father? I'll tell you what the will of his Father is this morning. The will of his Father is that you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not willing that any spirit, 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but he's long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's the will of the Father. The will of the Father is that you come to repentance. 1 Peter 2, 4, he, who, he would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's the will of the Father. The will of the Father is that you believe on the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I could give you more and more scriptures. John 6, 28, 29, and 40. Hey, I'm telling you, Jesus, He came to save sinners and it's God's will that you believe on Him. It's not what you do. But you're not. Let me say their works were undeniable. They, they, they couldn't, nobody could refute what they said they did. I mean, they had proof. Look at it. Hey, it's undeniable. Hey, it was unbelievable. I mean, you see somebody, hey, prophesying and casting out devils and doing many wonderful work. I mean, how many of you going to see somebody casting out devils and say, wow, that didn't happen? I mean, what they saw was wow factor. I mean, hey, and let me say this. It was, hey, they, they were unbelievable. But let me say this. Jesus said they were unrighteous. Verse 23, the last part of that verse, Jesus said, ye that work iniquity. That's what he called them. Jesus said, hey, yeah, your works might have been unbelievable. They might have been undeniable, but they're unrighteous. Brother Wayne talked about it in his Sunday school class this morning. Hey, and Isaiah, hey, the, the book of Isaiah, Isaiah said that all of our righteousness is as but filthy rags. I believe it's Isaiah 64, 6. That means the best thing that you can do. I'm talking about the very best day you ever lived on life. I'm talking about the, the greatest offering you ever give. The greatest sacrifice you think you ever laid down. The greatest time, testimony you ever gave. The greatest lesson. Hey, the greatest hey, character you ever had in your life. Look up in here. In God's eyes, 
Hey, when it's placed beside of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, when he sees our best, he says, man, that's like filthy rags. Dirty cloths. Gross. Sick. If you're trusting your righteousness and what you've done to get you to heaven, can I say to you this morning, you need to get saved. Don't be deceived. I'm telling you, their deception was great. They're deceived by their works. They're deceived by their craft. They're deceived by their capabilities. They're deceived by the words they speak. And can I say, not only is there a great deception, but there's a great declaration. The great declaration here, Jesus speaks. In verse number 23. And he says, and then, well, I profess unto them, I never knew you. Can I say this declaration is disappointed? It's going to happen. Then. When's then? I'll tell you when. According to Bible prophecy, you study the Word of God, this, great white, this, this, this verse right here will be fulfilled at the great white throne judgment. At least 1,007 years after the rapture of the church. There'll be a, a, a rapture of the church. It's the next thing on God's prophecy. God's going to call his church out of here. And after the rapture of the church, there'll be a seven-year tribulation period. I'm talking about hell unleashed on earth. The wrath of God poured out on earth for seven years. Then after seven years, Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth, literally in a body, on a white horse, bringing his church with him. And the saints following behind him on his white horse. And we're coming to this earth. And Jesus Christ is going to set up his kingdom for 1,000 literal years. He's going to rule and reign right here on planet earth. And after that, those that have been lost, hey, they're going to stand before him at the great white throne judgment. That's when this verse is being literally fulfilled. Matthew chapter 7, 21, 22, and 23. And Jesus said, then, that's then. Some of these people, if you understand what I'm saying this morning, some of these people have already been in hell for 1,007 years. So what are you saying, preacher? There's no denying people are deceived in a Baptist church if people in hell are deceived. You realize there's people still in hell. They're going to come out of hell long enough to stand before the great white throne judgment and they're still going to be arguing and saying, God, I deserve to go to heaven because of what I've done, because of what I said. You understand what I'm saying this morning? The deception was great, but then the direct declaration. The declaration is an appointed declaration. He said then. Can I say that's going to be a solemn day? There'll be no laughing, no cutting up, popping, chewing gum. Oh, I'll be my boy. No, then, Jesus said, then will I profess unto them. Can I say, not only is it appointed, but I'm going to say this. It's, it's going to be authoritative. Notice what he said. He, he didn't say, then will I get Gabriel or Michael the archangel. Or then will I get your preacher. No, he said, then will I. That's the Lord Jesus speaking. I remind you this morning, Jesus is God. And on this great white throne, hey, at this great white throne judgment, when Jesus Christ is dropping the gavel and saying, he says, then, that's the appointment, well, I, that's the authority. You won't argue, I'm telling you, you're not going to argue your way. You're not going to say, call my preacher. Call my mama or my papa. Call my wife. No, no, no. 
Jesus said, then will I. You see that? Verse 23. He said, then will I profess unto them. I never knew you. Can I say, he says something about the appointment of this day, the authority of this declaration. But then I want to say something here about the accurateness. When Jesus said, I never knew, can I remind you, God cannot lie. I remind you, God knows everything. He's omnipotent. He knows it all. Y'all with me this morning? And He knows whether you're saved or lost. He knows whether you're trusting your religious ceremonies. He knows whether you're trusting the way you dress or the way you look. He knows whether you're trusting the crowd you run with to get you to heaven. He knows your deepest. He knows on the end. He knows your heart. The preacher, you may have this preacher full. You may have this church full. But I promise you, you do not have God full. You might have mom and daddy full. But you don't have God Almighty full. I'm telling you this morning, serious business, friends. The declaration will be accurate. What Jesus says, there'll be no recounting. There'll be no second. Hey, let me say this. This declaration is going to be alarming and awful. Can you imagine the people that are standing at this judgment? And they're thinking, man, because of what I've done, because of what I said, because of where I went, because of who I was with. Man, look at all these people with me. we got to be getting into heaven. There's more of us than there is to them. we got to be right. And Jesus said, then will I say unto them, I never knew you. Notice what he said. He did not say that I used to know you and I forgot you. He didn't say, I think I remember you. What's your name? No. He said, I never knew you. You ever meet somebody and you, and you, you, you see them and then you don't see them for a while and then the next time you see them, you walk, I, I mean, I do it all the time at church and when they come back, I, I'll be like, man, it's good to see you. I, I know I know you, but what's your name? That's, that's not the picture. The picture is Jesus is looking at him and he says, I never knew you. I remind you, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. John 10, 27. Jesus said, I know my sheep. My, he said, they know me. My sheep hear my voice. He said, I know them. They follow me. 2 Timothy two nineteen. The Lord knoweth them that are his. But I'm going to say this morning, I'm going to try to be helpful this morning. If you've been religious all your life and you've never been saved, He don't know you. We're talking about knowing personally. He don't know you. Just because you've been a church member, just because mom and daddy saved, just because you went to Bible school and learned all the verses, just because you got all the pens for perfect attendance, I don't mean he knows you. Can I say to you this morning that if you can be religious at church and you can go back out in the world, you can go live like you want to, talk like you want to, do the things you want to, and what you want to do don't please God. I mean, you're living in open, gross sin. Can I say you can come to church and be as religious as you want? 
He don't know you. There's a lot of religious people that's full, Brother Eric. Man, they go to church and put on their fancy robes and gowns. They think, you know, God's going to forget about the rest of the week. I'm, I'm trying to be honest with you this morning because I fear, as a preacher, hey, I've read books and, 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 and preachers greater than I hey, talking about how they, they think that 80% of professing Christians are lost. One man said that he thought 2% of professing Americans were even really saved. I don't know the numbers. I don't know. But I know this. Jesus said many. I don't know all the statistics. But I'm telling you, just because you go to church doesn't mean you're saved. Just because you sing, oh, blessed assurance, don't mean you've got blessed assurance. Y'all remember Judas? One of the twelve. Jesus, out of all the people on the earth, Jesus chose twelve. Judas carried the bag. He's the money keeper. And he kissed Jesus on the cheek. He kissed the door to heaven and went to hell. Close. But no cigar. I'm telling you, you can look right. You can spit right. You can have all the religious... Ceremonies down pat. Just because you're religious does not mean you're going to heaven. The declaration is going to be alarming to some. I can imagine in that day there's going to be people saying, No, not me, no, not me. No, no way. Remember, they're saying... Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied? Have we not cast out devils? Have we not? I mean, this, they're on their last thread. They're saying, come on, God, don't you know? Don't you know, you know, my family, you know, we started the church and everything. We, we, we put in all the money. We did this. We did, we drove the buses. We did. And he says, I never knew you. I mean, their words are vain. Their works are vain. He never knew you. The saddest words ever be spoken, no doubt. Let me say something, not only about the deception, not only about the declaration, but let me say something about their destination. He says, I, he said, then when I profess unto him, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Let me say this, this departing. Suddenly. To depart means get out of here. Go away. I never knew you. Go away. You, you didn't have time for me in your life. Hey, hey, what makes you think you want to be with me now? You know, there's a lot of people that think they don't need Jesus Christ now, but they think they're going to heaven when they die. No, he's going to say, I never knew you. Go away. Depart from me. Depart from me. Suddenly. It's not going to be. It's not going to be like you know. Some people think, well, if he don't know me, then we'll get to know each other. We'll have a little party and have a good time, and I'll, he'll he'll like me. No, 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 no. Hold on. It's pointing on me and wants to die, and after this, the judgment. There's no purgatory. There's no second chances. There's no stop. Pass go. Get another chance. No. It's go away. Can I say at the great white throne, it's going to be too late. Don't matter how pretty you are, how rich you are, 
how good you smell, if he don't know you, it's a sudden departure. Go away. Hey, not only is it sudden, but it's a separation. He said, depart from me. Can I say people that are in hell? Jesus talked about how it's going to be a fire that's not quenched. The worms, they never die. It's a fire that burns forever and ever and ever and ever. And we talk about the horrifying things of hell and the lake of fire and how awful it's going to be. Can I say to you one of the greatest horrifying features of hell will be no hope. No Christ. No presence of God. He says, depart from me. You read Matthew 25, he casts them into the lake of fire. And can I say to you that people who are departed from Christ at the judgment, they're thrown in the lake of fire. Not, hey, you say, well, that preacher's driving me crazy. Guess what? When you get to the lake of fire, you won't have to worry about it because you won't hear it. There'll be no more second chances. There'll be nobody down there trying to tell you one more time, come on, get saved before it's too late. Chuck your pride, chuck your religion. No, you won't hear that. You may have a distant memory of it haunting you, but you'll never have the realization of somebody trying to really bring you to God. There'll be no more preachers to drive you crazy. There'll be no more songs of invitation. We'll sing this verse for you. Too late. Too late. There's a separation from all hope. There's a separation from God. Let me say this. The destination will be sealed and sure. When Jesus says, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that workers are of iniquity. No second chances. That's it. Put it in country terms, Katie barred the door. Let me ask you a question this morning. Are you the many or are you the few? Are you in the many or are you in the few? Few there be that find it. Let me beg you this morning. Don't go to hell deceived. Don't die without Christ because you're religious. Don't, hey, don't let what the person across the aisle thinks. Don't, don't let what even the preacher thinks. And your reputation in the community. Can I say to you this morning, eternity is not worth wasting on somebody else's opinion. Many, Jesus said, many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord. Many. Can I say there's going to be many who miss. They're doing good things. They're saying good things. But the question this morning is not, are you doing good things? The question is not, are you saying, the question is, do you know Jesus Christ? Has there ever been a time in your life when the Holy Spirit of God convicted you and showed you that you was lost, that you needed to be saved, and you personally and consciously yielded your will to God's will and said, I repent of my sins and I trust Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary. And I'm asking you to save me. 
Can I say to you that there's never been a day like that? It won't matter what you say on that day. Don't go to hell. Call him Lord. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray you take your word. And God, I pray you'd speak to hearts this morning. God, I realize the seriousness and the somberness of the hour. God, I pray you'd take this simple thought, this message. God, I pray you'd search and try the hearts of the men and women that are here this morning. God, do the work that only you can do. Save souls, God, that are lost. God, I pray in Jesus' name, have your will and way. In Jesus' name, amen.